Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome back to the EPL Roundtable. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries, and as always, if you'd like to reach us to the podcast, you can do so by either tweeting us at EPL Roundtable or emailing us at EPLRoundtable at gmail.com. All right, now I'm joined by Gitar Llewellyn, who you can find on Twitter at that same name. He's also a contributor over on the JackCast. Uh, Gitar, glad to have you. Obviously, we're going to be talking about Swansea. Uh, yesterday looked more trying than it may have uh, been assumed heading into a, a match against West Brom, who were obviously trailing in uh, dead last in the Premier League. Made made work difficult for yourself, but did pull back uh, at least the point. Uh, what was your view of that match? Uh, it was a game which could have been so much worse for Swansea. Uh, I was a little bit worried going into the match too. I was thinking, because for the first time in a while, we went into an away match with expectation that we would win, um, and rightly so, because West Brom are the worst team in the division. So anybody who goes to West Bromwich Albion to play football, you'd, you'd expect to get a result. Um, but our away performances all season under Clement and under Cavill, they've they've all been the same. It's all been about parking the bus. Um, there's there's been no attacking intent whatsoever in most of the games that we've been playing. Um, it's um, it's it's just been all about the defensive effort. And I, I going into the match, I was thinking, well, after an entire season like that, is is it possible to just flick a switch and and suddenly go all out attack against a team like West Brom? And the answer was no. Um, you know, we we couldn't adapt to that 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 change of circumstance. Um, and while we looked pretty comfortable on the whole without the ball, uh, whenever we got on the ball, we we really struggled to move it from defence to midfield to attack. Um, whenever that ball went from the back five into midfield, um, it it just got swamped and, and the players didn't really know how to build attacks. It was as if the system we've been playing away from home all season, it's so ingrained in them at the moment that, that they just don't know how to, how to adapt it. And, and it ended up being um, a, a game where we were second best. Um, if any side deserved to win that game yesterday, it was West Bromwich Albion. Um, they took the lead. Um, and then only after they took the lead, did we actually, you know, start looking for an equaliser. But still, we scored from our only uh, shot on target in the entire game. And other than Tammy Abraham's equaliser, we didn't have many opportunities. Uh, and it was a really frustrating game. Um, it, it, just, it, it, was, it was just a real difficult watch between two bad teams. Um, and considering yeah, that, that was a match... In our current situation, where you you would have said, well, three points there, and Swansea don't really need to do much for the rest of the season. It's you know there's a pretty clear path to, to safety. We fail to pick up the three points, and now our job is considerably more difficult. Um, most and, and the main reason for that is that you've got this feeling. Well, if you can't be West Bromwich Albion, you know, can you beat other teams um, down the bottom end of the table? And we face a lot of these relegation battlers over the coming weeks, um, which should be a great advantage when you're uh, in a relegation battle. But, you know, it also hands your opposition a chance to drag you into uh, into trouble. And, and 
uh, it, uh, we, we, yesterday was a good opportunity to, to just lift ourselves away from the bottom three and, and we didn't really do a good enough job with it. But like I said, the, the performance really, well, considering the performance, we were, we were quite lucky to get a draw, if I'm honest. Um, and, and a point is certainly better than uh, than nothing. Yeah, there was a reaction on Twitter that was a bit surprising to me, talking about uh, Carvel Hall's uh, negative tactics uh, when you play away from home and then even questioning um, whether or not he should be retained into next season. What did you think of the way you set up yesterday and do you think he has a future at Swansea? Uh, his hands were tied slightly by injuries and, and suspension. Um, uh, I mean, the, the team he picked at the start was... Um, largely to be expected, apart from the fact they started Tom Carroll instead of Ki Sung Young, um, which was a bit of a strange one. Um, but his, his management of the game was, was poor, as poor as it's been since he arrived here. Um, every single substitution he made was was bad, really bad. Um, Mike van der Horn had to leave the pitch at half time due to what looks like it could be a, a bad shoulder injury. Um, we were playing five at the back in the first half and it really wasn't helping us to build attacks. It meant that the midfield was overrun by West Bromwich Albion. And if West Brom are kind of dominating in midfield, you know, you've got problems. Uh, we really should have taken that opportunity to put either a winger or an extra body in midfield on to, to kind of give us a, a better chance of keeping hold of the ball in that area. Instead, we went like for like, brought on Carl Bartley. Um, so there was no change to a system which quite clearly wasn't working. Uh, Bartley went on to have a, a pretty disappointing second half. Uh, his second sub then saw Andy King taken off for, uh, I think it was Nathan Dyer. Uh, again, that further weakened a midfield, which which was looking in, uh, in, you know, which was under pressure anyway. And then his final substitution with about 10 minutes to go when Swansea were looking for a winner, um, a winner which would have made a massive difference to our season. He took off Andre Ayew, who is one of our rare threats, and brought on Ki Sung Young, and, and we, of course, didn't create anything for the rest of the game. It was just, they were negative tactics, but they, they just didn't make sense in any way, shape, or form. They, they, I couldn't see what he was trying to do with with any of those changes, and they, they were, um, they, they just made life more difficult for the team, really. Um, and, and it was, um, I, I think, a bad day for, for Kamayal and his hopes of keeping the job. Um and and there is a debate about whether or not he should keep the job or not, and that, that it's it's a strange one because he's done a brilliant job since taking over. Nobody is denying that um, he's turned the Swans around. You know, from being um, uh, well, you know, at bottom of the table when he arrived, and and looking to people on the outside like we were, you know, doomed to relegation. And we're we're now going into the final weeks of the season as one of the favourites to stay up out of those teams down the bottom end of the table. Um, and, and definitely he's raised the mood uh, around the stadium. He's, he's motivated the players. Um, but the, the, we've been here before. I think that's the main thing. We've, we've seen this so many times before where a manager comes in, does a fantastic rescue act and gets the job on the back of, of that rescue act. But really the club didn't ask enough questions about whether or not they were the right manager for the long term. Um, and they end up getting sacked just a couple of months into the next season. It's cost us a lot of money and compensation. Um, <laughs> and um, it's uh, people are just saying, well, actually, Kamayal has all the traits which the previous managers had. And if you look at his managerial record before arriving at Swansea, he is a man who's used to short-term um, fixes. He's, he's a man you look to to just get 
a job done in the in the short term rather than somebody who can build a project. Um, I think the longest he'd ever spent at any club was at Sheffield Wednesday before he came here. And if you ask Sheffield Wednesday fans, there was definitely a feeling that the longer it went on there, the the, the worst job he he did. He was he started off fantastically and gradually got worse. And you know the warning signs are there. As much as I love Kamal, you know he's a he's a star in terms of his courts, etc. He's done a brilliant job to um, to get us where we are at the moment. Um, I do have faith in him to keep us up this season. But is he the man to lead us long term and get us out of this rut that we're in at the moment? And I think fans just feel his record um, combined with the fact that actually tactically not much has changed um, since he's arrived here. Um, just leads people to think, well, actually, if he does get the job, are we going to be in the same position next year? I have no real answer about this. I've got worries about Kamayal getting the job full time. If he does get it, I'll support him fully. I can understand why he would get it, considering the job that he's done this season. But I would have reservations. There's no doubt about it. Similarly to the Guidelin situation and, and the Paul Clement situation. Yeah, you mentioned the Vanderhorn injury there, and I just want to get into that a little bit because uh, the two other center backs in your back three have gotten a lot of praise, and your defense has done fairly well this season. Uh, just curious to hear how much you think Vanderhorn impacts your defense and what his absence could mean for the club. I think he's really balanced out the midfield, uh, the defense, sorry, pretty well. He's he's a he's not a glamorous player. Um, he's you know just your standard old fashioned center back in many ways. He is. Very tall. He's very good in the air. Um, he's decent with the ball at his feet. He's good in the tackle. Um, his big problem is his mobility. He, he, he's very slow um, and and struggles to uh, cover ground when you know a player's gone past him, um, which means that when he's been used in a back four, uh, he has sometimes struggled because he's got so much more space to mark. But if he's just plugging a gap in a, in a, in a back five, he does a very, very effective job. Um, and, and I think he's played a big part actually in, in our turnaround um, under Cavial, um alongside Fernandes and Mawson, who, who've also had brilliant second halves of the season. And, and he just compliments those two. I mean, I mean, uh, Mawson is a fantastic footballer on top of being a very good defender. Fernandes has just found his motivation in the second half of the uh, of the season and looks energized and focused. And then. But their job is made a lot easier by the fact they've got somebody alongside them who doesn't make many defensive mistakes, um, who is very strong in the air, which is extremely useful when kind of you're being bombarded with crosses. Um, and and he, he can just be relied on to, to keep things tight to, uh, at the back. And it makes us very, very difficult to break down that you've got those three um, very defensively solid centre-backs protecting um, one of, well, in my opinion, one of the best goalkeepers in the division, in, in Lukas Fabianski, um, and I, I think he's very underrated. I thought, I thought he, I thought he was underrated before this season too. I thought he had a bit of a, um, an unfair reputation um, from from last season when I didn't think he was that bad at all. Um, but but he's really shown this season that actually he he's definitely up to Premier League standards if you can use him in the right um, formation. I, I'd compare him to sort of Per Mertesacker in style. Um, because because he is as a defender he makes very few mistakes and he's he, he he's got great timing he's fantastic in the air it's just that he doesn't cover a lot of ground very quickly um, it is the mobility that stops him actually from being a very good defender 
Um, but but he's definitely played his part, and his injury is going to be a heck of a blow for us um, if it turns out that it, that he, it keeps him out of uh, the side for a prolonged period. Yeah, cycling back to Carvajal, regardless of whether or not he stays and regardless of whether or not you stay up, which I personally think that you will, uh, do you trust as a fan that uh, the board will go out and spend money on players that will improve this team in the summer? Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes! Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. Instacart for the win. No, not at all. Um, I, 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 the finances um, which have been released recently do paint quite a worrying picture. They show that we're um, incredibly reliant on um, the, the TV money just to pay our wages. Um, and if we want to sell, if we want to bring new players in, uh, I think the new owners have made it quite clear that, that other players have to depart. That's the way we've always operated. That's you know that's fine. You have to sell to to bring in new players. That's the way most clubs work. Um, but after years and years of doing this, we, we've not actually got many assets left who could command um, a, a big price tag. Alfie Mawson is is the only one I can think of who would get more than twenty five million pounds probably if we were to sell him in the summer. Um, you know, the, the, there are no other players here who who could command that kind of. Um, that kind of price tag, and and you know, I I, I fully expect Mawson to go just because, like I said, he, he can bring in that kind of money. But there are a lot of problem positions in this um, in this squad, and if you're a small club with a limited budget, the current market doesn't favour you. Um, you know, it's it's different. It's difficult to find value. Um, every single club is trying to get the absolute most out of their play, and they and, and they force you to pay over the odds for talent um, and and that can be whether you pay you know it used to be that buying from the lower leagues or buying from abroad you could find these markets where um they, they were a little bit less streetwise I, there, there are fewer and fewer of those markets out there uh, and we've become progressively worse at exploiting them too over the years it used to be something that we did so so well um but over the last few years our scouting systems really let us down um I, I I think we've got a difficult summer ahead of us, whether we are in the Premier League or preparing for the Championship. I think we are probably going to have to sell Mawson just to get any kind of um, of transfer funds. Um, and, and even then, you know, we're going to be pretty limited as to who we can bring in. I think we're going to be looking for kind of bargain basement players rather than, um, you know, bigger, more more reliable names. I think we're going to be taking quite a few risks in the summer on, on well, gambles on players who maybe haven't set the world alight elsewhere or, or players who um, could be the next big thing, but, but aren't guaranteed to do it. La- last summer was um, was a bad one for us. There's no doubt about that. Gilfie went for a lot of money and we, um, well, you know, about 12 million of it went on the loan deals of um, uh, Tammy Abraham and Renato Sanchez when you count the loan fees and their wages. that That's a lot of money for, for us to spend on two players for a single year. Um, Sam Klukas has come in for for, for big money, uh, a record signing, and at best he's been okay. Um, 
but but hasn't set the world alight. Um, and, and you know, if you look around the other players that we've brought in since then, in, in Andre Ayew, uh, who's done pretty well, but we won't be able to sell him for for any money uh, in the summer. And and Andy King then has come in on loan, and and I expect we'll probably sell him on a, on a permanent deal, not because he's a brilliant footballer, but because he will probably be cheap. And I think Andy King is the kind of player that we can expect to to bring in over the summer. So whether it is Cavall who's here in the summer or somebody else, I just don't think the money is there um, to to go, completely transform the squad, which which we really need because it's gone so stale and it's it's so uh, it's so uninspiring, um, and it 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 just looks so much weaker than the squad we had we've had over previous years and. I'll be honest, unless we really bring in quite a few different new uh, and talented players, then we're going to be in the same position next year if we're in the Premier League and if we're in the Championship. And if you want to compete to go up from the Championship these days, chances are you need to spend a bit of money, unless you're Cardiff, who've just been that anomaly. Um, Most clubs in the Championship these days also spend big on players um, to get up. So... Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a difficult summer, whatever happens, whether we stay up or go down. I have to imagine that your target list is roughly just Sigurdsson, uh, based on how many times you sign players that have already played for you. Um, but uh, random uh, breaking news that isn't Swansea-related as we do this episode is that it looks like Steve Walsh is about to be replaced at Everton. So uh, there's a scout that knows how to bring in talent. Just a, just a suggestion. Hmm. You'll see. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Not so much. Are there any players in the academy that you think you could rely on uh, as you go forward? Um, Ollie McBurney has had um, a, a brilliant time on loan at Barnsley in the second half of the season. It's it's just a shame he couldn't get the first half of the season um, on loan there too. Um, I mean, there, there are hopes now that he may be able to co- compete for a place in the starting lineup um, uh, next season. Um, he does look like uh, a natural goal scorer, whether or not he can do it at Premier League level remains to be seen, but I think he will be given a, a chance of some sort next season. Um, Connor Roberts has done really well right back when he's been given the chance. I, I can't believe that Kyle Norton still starts ahead of him. Norton, by the way, was among our worst players at West Bromwich Albion. He's he just, he just, I can't believe he's had about a te, uh, 10 years now in the Premier League and, and still starts when he's never proven himself good enough for this level. Um, it, it is crazy, really, when we've got a young, enthusiastic Welsh international um, who actually provides an attacking threat, who can actually cross a ball. Um, I, I can't believe that he's rotting in the under-23s when Norton is is robbing a living, um, uh, playing on our right wing uh, and offering us, us nothing in attack, absolutely nothing. So those are the two play- players probably... Um, from the under 23s setup, who are most likely to make the step up. Dan James, too, is looking really talented, a young Welsh winger, um, but uh, he's probably just a, a year or two away from being good enough for the Premier League, although um, he's developing really quickly and, and shows brilliant promise. Yeah, it's always fun to watch youngsters come through, and it certainly seems like there could be an opportunity for that next season if the lone players do not stay. Uh, I assume you do not think that uh, Tammy Abraham or Renato Sanchez would be retained? Uh, Renato Sanchez, definitely not. It's, <laughs> it's been a nightmare, absolute nightmare. Uh, it, that, that deal could not have gone much worse than it has. Um, 
Uh, he's been injured for most of the season. When he has played, he's he's often been just terrible. Um, there is obviously a good player there, but but his mindset is completely wrong. And I don't think he ever wanted to be in Swansea in the first place. So why on earth would he come back here next season, having had such a, a nightmare year uh, in South Wales? Uh, as for Tammy Abram, he's had a much better time of things, although he has had a couple of difficult months in front of goal. Um, I don't think he's quite the finished article yet. I don't think he's had a tough year this year because he's had he's been so starved of service um, in this Swansea team. Uh, it's not been ideal for his development in a even though I think he will have learned a lot from being in this relegation battle. Um, if we were able to bring him in, I'd be in favour of it. But I, I just think Chelsea, for a young England international, they're probably going to be wanting quite a lot of money to take him. Um, and pro- it's probably more money than we are willing to risk on a player like Tammy Abram, if I'm honest. Um, I would be surprised. I, I, I will probably show a bit of interest, but I... I, I be surprised if we were able to um, to match Chelsea's asking price for him, um, and we'll probably I I think we'll probably look elsewhere for a striker. But but we do need to find a goal scorer. There's no doubt about that. Mm. Aside from striker, what positions do you think you most need to strengthen? Uh, the entire midfield, including wingers. Um, <laughs> it's remarkably weak. It it is terrifyingly weak. Actually. Uh, Matt Davis, a, um, a local um, uh, sports journalist here, pointed out the um, central midfielders who are um, going to be at the club next season for, for definite are Sam Klukas, Tom Carroll. Uh, who else was it? So, um, I can't even remember. It was it was a handful of, of players who are still going to be here next season because Leon Britton's contract is coming to an end. Andy King, uh, his loan deal is coming to an end. Um, at Leroy Fenn, the other players who are still going to be here next season. Um, Renato Sanchez will be going back. Keysung Young's deal is up at the end of the season and he will probably be looking for a better club to join. Um, so central midfield is going to be a heck of a headache for us. Um, it, it really is. Um, I'd love to see Rocky Mesa being brought back and, uh, and, and turned into the player that he should have been for us this season. But I, I'm, I think too many bridges have been burnt there. I think he'll be um, gone uh, in the summer, either on loan or permanently. Um, and wingers, I've been screaming this for, for years and years and years. Our wingers are, are diabolically bad. Um, Nathan Dyer came on again yesterday. He's he's just not good enough anymore. He had a little bright spark earlier on the season, but but that was it. He is way past the salvation. Wayne Routledge is, is coming off the pitch with a Zimmer frame every single week. He is just... He's no, he can barely jog, let alone sprint, and and we're still asking him to do a job as a winger, which is embarrassing, absolutely embarrassing. And I say that, you know, as somebody who loves Routledge, but just it, it's mad that we're still using him at, at his age and with his limited ability. Uh, Narsing just doesn't get a look in. Uh, he didn't come on against um, West Bromwich Albion, and it's quite clear that none of the managers we've had have any faith in him. So I, I'd be surprised if he's still here next season. Uh, I'd imagine he'll want to go back to the Netherlands. Um, and then Jefferson Montero is is going to be gone because he's just an injury-prone um, lightweight um, who is brilliant on his day, but we just do not see that day anywhere near often enough. Our, our wingers are a, a just complete disaster zone. They are, they are train wreck stuff, um, and they need to be strengthened. Um, apart from that, it, it is just everything in front of the defence, if I'm honest. They, every, our defence is fine. We've got a brilliant goalkeeper. Um, but everything else is in need of drastic improvement over the summer. Mm. 
Well, hopefully you get it, and hopefully it is uh, to sustain another Premier League challenge next season. Uh, Gito, thanks so much for joining us. Why don't you tell the folks where they can find you? Yeah, thanks for having me on. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Gitosawilin, uh, and we will be recording uh, the latest episode of the Jackcast this week, which um, should be very interesting considering what went on at West Bromwich Albion. You can find that at the Jackcast later on this week. Awesome, thanks, and I'm sure we'll have you back on soon. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.